0: It is a great time to be a Kiwi motor racing fan as uh, it's uh, been a wonderful 2023 yet again with a large chunk of our top talent and secured seats racing the best cars in the world. So this is a real treat for us welcoming back into our show on a regular basis from today for a while. uh, It's uh, Greg Murphy, a motor racing legend and uh, of course uh, across pretty much everything going on. Uh, behind the wheel, it's, it's uh, gr- great to have you back, Murph. Uh, just whereabouts are you now? Sometimes you're uh, in Australia, sometimes you're back in Havelock North. Are you you're home or away? Uh,
1: I'm uh, home at the moment, actually, yeah, in the in the Hawks Bay, uh, which is nice for a couple of days. Uh, heading off to Australia though. Uh, this week there's a um, an event on at uh, Queensland Raceway this weekend, and I've got a uh, got a Sun Racing over there. Um, uh, in his Porsche in the Michelin Sprint Series, so I am heading over there to to watch anxiously.
0: How do you go watching uh, your son? It's an interesting point actually. We don't often we talk to Scott McLaughlin's father, but you know, how do you go uh, having been a driver, having basically you know living living the dream yourself, and then watching your son trying to live it? How, how do you go with that?
1: Uh, yes yeah, it's, it's actually quite challenging, um, um, and it's not for the reasons people might think. You know, um, I was talking to Paul Morris about this the other day because he was uh, at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park um, a week or so ago as well, watching his son race, and, and we actually came came up with the same came, same answer of what it's like. And it, it's it's actually because of the past that uh, I've had in the sport, you know, and the, the learnings that I've had, and the the ups and the downs, and the highs and the lows. And, um, that's the challenging, but you want them to actually enjoy what they're doing and get out of the car with a smile on their face and, 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 and love it for what it is. But these days with the, the professional aspect and the dreams and the goals that they have to want to achieve, um, the hardest part is dealing with uh, the underachieving or the, or the bad luck or whatever you want to put it and, and, the, mm-hmm. um, and the disappointment. Um, of uh, you know finishing a race and not not achieving or a mistake being made or or you know getting involved in a situation that was that was not their fault or whatever, that's the hard part because um, you know what's at stake and, and the, the the amount of people that have supported them to get to where they are and all those all those external things. Not worried about the the racing and the you know the safety and the risk and all that because I know how safe it is and I know how well you know these cars are built and prepared and those kinds of things. So it's. It's actually it's, a, it's an emotion thing that is um, that you're more worried about and uh, and having to deal with and you know um, and again it's because of experience that's the problem.
0: It brings up an interesting thought actually. Um, LeBron James's son, Bronny, if his health comes right, uh, they're hoping to play uh, basketball together. Have, have you ever driven competitively against your son, or uh, would you ever?
1: No, we haven't actually. Um, uh we uh, we did had a bit of a fun fun thing. Uh actually not the weekend, just go on the one before at Sydney Motorsport Park. He actually took me for a, a hot lap in his Porsche and, and um I took him for a hot lap in uh Will Brown's Erebus uh Camaro and um as a bit of a promotion for the event and and um yeah I, I'm i not a good passenger and I think it's worse when you're in a car with um you know, uh certainly with your, your son. Um mm. yeah, just just (laughs) he's very confident and 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 does know what he's doing but um you're just constantly looking at things and and um and wishing you were in control rather than uh him being in control i think it's probably the same the other way around as well but uh uh, we are going to actually drive together um uh, at the beginning of november down at highlands Uh, we've got a, a six hour endurance sports car race down at Highlands on the fifth um, and sixth. jeez, I should have that date etched in my brain. my anyway, first weekend of November, um, and uh, we're going to be sharing a sharing a, a car together um, with a, a, the car owner. So, uh, sort of look. Yeah, we're very much looking forward to that.
0: How oh, cool! It's a, it's a really cool story. Uh, okay, you mentioned the name Will Brown there, and his name has mm-hmm. come up now because uh, people are starting su- to suggest uh, that he may well be. Uh, the replacement at Triple Eight for Shane Van Gisbergen, who's moved to NASCAR, seems to be very much on the cards now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, Shane's actually back in the States now and, and getting ready for this weekend. Um He's uh, actually going to run a, a truck in, on, a, I think it's on the Friday night, at the a, a, a Indianapolis Oval, uh, not the Motor Speedway, just a, another another circuit that they've got there. He's going to have his first experience on an Oval in a, in a NASCAR-style vehicle um, and then run on, on Sunday uh, in the, uh, the Brickyard 200 event that's on there, um, uh, which is the day after the, the IndyCar race as well, so a big weekend coming up. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, I mean, he's pretty well set in stone, I would have thought, um, with, with some programme for, for 2024 in the States. I think that's uh, pretty much now guaranteed. And so, yes, the, the, the hunt begins for Triple Eight to put someone in, in that car um, to, to do the job next year and moving forward. And, and obviously there'd be a few hands that are being raised in Australia, pick me, pick me. Um, why wouldn't you want to be involved with that operation? Um, yeah, and there's a few names being bandied around and Will Brown's name now seems to be at the top of the list so um, that's going to be a huge loss to Erebus uh, if he does, does depart um, he's, a, he's a fantastic young driver and, and got a great personality and I think he'd fit pretty well at Triple Eight um, and with their expertise to actually be able to actually extract even more out of Will and his, and his ability um, would actually be pretty pretty good for the fans to watch as well so Watch the space. I think that all wants to get. They all want to, They want to get that sorted pretty soon. Um, from what I understand, Triple Eight are really keen to lock that away and uh, and get it get it out of the way as quick as they possibly can. So um, yeah, watch watch the space and see what see what happens.
0: So uh, a loss with a, uh, of a name like Shane Van Gisberg I mean all sports lose superstars at, uh, yep. at uh, certain times And then you get progression of the new blood and the new names coming through Are you happy with the progressive state of supercars?
1: Yeah, listen. There is. I am, and I'm not. I mean, there, there does need to be. I think there needs to be a, a, a real change in some of the other philosophy around the sport. Um, I, I think. I think parts of it have gone a bit stale. I think um, we do need a couple more races on the calendar. Um, you know, I think the car. I, I love the philosophy of the car. Obviously, there's been a fear, but a fair bit of, uh, conjecture around the parity of late between the, the Camaro and the Mustang. Um, I. think, uh, and that has been generated by the fact that actually supercars did a pretty good job of of getting these cars close. Now, the Ford fans were going, what do you mean it's not close, we're not winning? It's like, yeah, but when you've got a car that is actually across the board now, a, a control car, it actually highlights even the smaller um, differences between them. And that's what they've got at the moment. They've got such tiny increments of difference that actually does showcase a performance deficit so i think they've actually done a pretty good job supercars shouldn't shouldn't be thrown under the bus with with where they are with the parity side of things they can adjust small things that will make a make a a, enough of a difference and i think they've been doing that um, over the last few weeks and last few months and few race meetings and and they won't stop until until they believe they've got it got it you know where it needs to be so there's some good things going on there um, but, you know, we we do need a bit of a refresh and we do need some, you know, I think, some fresh blood. And I think there's a few teams that are, are looking around at the moment to to not go down the traditional path of replacing... Um, some drivers maybe with um, ones that already exist or the, or the ones that have been around a long time, um, I think there's, there's going to be a, a bit more new blood come through where teams can actually mould and morph them into what they need them to be uh, from an early age rather than take someone that's already got experience and then have to you know, take a couple of steps back to move forward again in, in the development of that driver with, with the specific race team. So I think there's going to be a bit of that going on. Um, Sydney Motorsport Park the other night, the, the Super Night event was fantastic. It was a great crowd there. Um, I think the racing has been pretty good, but you know I, I think there's room for still improvement and, and evolution. I think we've just sort of been sitting still doing the same thing over and over again for a little bit too long. I don't have all the answers, but um, uh, I've certainly believed that uh, it, it needs a refresh in a few areas and to, to keep everyone enthused. And hopefully, we're going to get some news before too long around um, you know the championship getting back to New Zealand as well.
0: Great, that would be fantastic, uh, Murph. Um, Talk about enthusiasm, well, we don't want for that in IndyCar. In fact, I was uh, watching a section of the race uh, coming through from uh, Nashville, and they were focusing on, uh, of course, Scott McLaughlin because he was uh, leading at the time, but they were just uh, absolutely trumpeting the fact that New Zealand motorsports fans should be very proud to have three competing on a regular basis, and I say that, Dixon and Armstrong, and all very, very competitive.
1: Yeah, it's a a real purple patch at the moment. Um, I spent some time at a race back in June at Road America, which uh, was just uh, phenomenal. Um, And just being there and seeing the Kiwi boys doing what they're doing and enjoying their their space. IndyCar is is growing, uh, going from strength to strength, and and more drivers with that uh, single-seater background uh, from other parts of the world are, are now looking at IndyCar genuinely as a competition to go and be a part of um, because it, it, you, you you do have the opportunity if you've got the talent to work your way to the top. Unlike you know Formula One that that is very very restricted on how you can get um, get to the top. Um, so yeah, it's exciting to see it. I, Marcus Armstrong's so close to having that result that he needs. It's just he's sort of been caught up in that uh, just outside the top ten sort of realm there for a little while, but. He's fast enough and good enough to be right at the front, so I'm expecting that's going to shift before too long, and hopefully, you know, he will have a full-time gig again next year. And Scott Dixon just keeps delivering, uh, as Mm. he does the Iceman. um, uh, He made a one tiny little mistake in in, um, uh, in qualifying. Uh, for Nashville, which was an unusual one, just goes to prove that he is actually mortal and human because uh, it just uh, doesn't usually happen. And then Scott McLaughlin qualifying there at Nashville was just something to behold. Um, if you go into YouTube and watch his qualifying lap, I mean, I was wincing the whole way through it because I was just in awe of uh, how he was manhandling that car around that challenging racetrack. So, yeah, uh, huge amounts of excitement there at IndyCurrent current
0: moment. Yeah, there are, absolutely. An announcement I was just uh, reading about this morning, actually, uh, from Jaguar and the Formula E series where they're going to have an all Kiwi lineup with Nick Cassidy and Mitch Evans uh, Mitch Evans already very successful uh, But Nick Cassidy uh, has been doing super uh, well in uh, in circuits like Japan
1: Oh yeah Nick, Nick's um, uh, a bit of an underrated star um, he's had success wherever he's gone. Um, everything he's done, he's had success in uh, and, and a range of different stuff. I mean, he was successful in Japan and, and Super GT uh, and Super Formula. Um, he's you know, been successful now in Formula E, just been signed up to be yeah, an all Kiwi lineup at Jaguar Racing in Formula E. Um, had a stellar season this year unfortunately got taken away well, the, the, the chance to win the championship got taken away from him in the second to last race in London uh, last week uh, but came home second in the championship and, and um, his Envision team won the the, uh, the World Teams Championship so um, yeah that, that's going to be a, an interesting watch, I, um, they're good mates at the moment, um, I hope that they maintain that as teammates in a, in a competitive series like that because they will be fighting for for that championship come the next season, which uh, kicks off later in the
0: year. Uh, and just um, uh, finally, Mirth um, Verstappen, Max Verstappen, um, and uh, Formula One uh, is obviously so dominant there. Uh, where are where are we seeing Liam Lawson's chances at the moment of perhaps securing a seat?
1: Well, every time I sort of think um, of what's going to happen and, and where Liam's going to end up, uh, Red Bull go down a different direction, and mm-hmm. it's hard to follow. Um, but that's typical of Red Bull and Formula One from if you look back through experience. Their love affair with Daniel Ricciardo is is an interesting one. Daniel's a very popular driver. Um, I'm sort of getting sick of hearing about Daniel um, in the news, to be honest. Um, I've got my... You know my theories around it i think um that it's probably a netflix story that will be will dominate next year when the when they the next netflix drive to survive comes out that's my theory around it i just don't see the point of um have, focusing in on on him considering his age and uh where he's at um other than the fact that his popularity is so big so uh, yeah, I think there's so much more to come out of all that. It's just smoke and mirrors at the moment. Um, I, I can't understand why you'd have someone like Liam Mawson in your driver roster um, doing absolutely everything that you ask of him. Every challenge that he gets put, in, gets put in front of him, he dominates. I mean, he's winning in Super Formula for the first – he's never driven on these tracks, and uh, he's going out there and he's, and he's winning. Um, uh, that's what they asked him to do, and that is what he's doing. So when's he going to get the reward that he deserves? Personally, he should be slotted straight into where Sergio Perez is. Perez is underperforming massively in that second Red Bull. Um, you know, finishing second to max 20-odd seconds behind him is not not achieving. That car is just so dominant. Um, he should be doing better, and it needs another driver like um, Liam Lawson in there to, to actually grab it by the scruff of the neck and, and, and do the job. So... It, it's a weird, weird world. Formula One, uh, very difficult for even us that uh, sort of follow it uh, to understand. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I think we're just uh, at the at the mercy of what they decide when they decide it, and um, who knows what that will be? Because it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom.
0: Myth, always terrific to catch up with you. Um, so glad uh, that we're going to be able to do that on a, a regular basis from uh, here on in, man. So um on oh, you've got a, a mailbag each week if they want to fire through uh, any questions a Merce uh, mail uh mailbag and um you're still teaming up with maciver every now and then
1: yeah yeah every week uh, Sky speed is still uh still going strong and uh, we're in our 10th year of that, actually, Smithy, which is hard to fathom. I looked, at the, uh, I looked at some images of us in our first year, buddy, uh, a few weeks ago, and it was quite terrifying to see where we are now, but um, still going strong and, and, yeah, love doing Sky Speed and talking about uh, the sport. We've got, you know, and the reason why we're doing this as well, because we've just got so much to talk about on a regular basis, mainly to do with uh, yeah. what our amazing Kiwi stars are doing.
0: Brilliant, Murph. Um, stay well, stay safe, travel well, mate. We'll catch up soon. Talk next week. Cheers, mate. Thank you.